1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: And away we go with a happy hour on Gwen and Chris. Final hour of our Tuesday get-together. 501 is the time. We're in the Odyssey Palace Studios. Chris Hello. Tony Gwynn Jr., he's the dejected-looking one on your TV cameras if you're watching on the uh, YouTube, the stream. Matt Scraby, he's the the angry-looking one. If you're watching on the uh, YouTube stream, uh, Tony's dejected because the Lakers are getting beat up here. And the uh, first quarter just ended in Denver. Nuggets 34, Lakers 20. uh, Defending champs, fresh off getting their rings and the whole celebration. Come out shooting lights out, Tony. Sixty-one percent for Denver in that first quarter. This reminds me of the playoffs. So we'll see if they cool down a little bit. Lakers are just conference finals, I should say. Yeah, Lakers are just two of three from the arc. Both are two of ten from the arc. Tarion Prince was two of three. Everybody else is zero of seven from the uh, from the three point arc. So it's uh, end of the first quarter, thirty-four to twenty, Denver. Over the Lakers as the NBA season gets underway. Game 7 of the National League Championship Series will get started here momentarily. Ranger Suarez will throw the first pitch for Philadelphia. Brandon Fott will counter the rookie going for the Diamondbacks. Who could have ever believed that a team... That, honestly, they, figured they finished only two games ahead of the Padres. That's how... Good or mediocre, if you want to say it, Arizona's season was. They finished just two games better than the Padres, but they are one win away currently from the World Series. You know, it's Not funny. to say we told you so, but we kept saying, if the Padres ever do sneak into the playoffs, anything can happen, and here's proof. The Padres were the Diamondbacks last year, right? I mean,
4: Right, pretty much. Maybe not from the standpoint of nobody was expecting them to do something, but... They won how many games did Padres won last year? Eighty 87, six, seven? I think, Eighty-seven yeah. games and then got hot. And that's exactly what the Diamondbacks have done to yeah. this point. They need one more win and they're headed to a World Series.
3: Diamondbacks have gotten a little closer to the World Series this year than the Padres did last year, because they've been able to force Philly to a seventh game. Whoever wins it will, of course, take on Bruce Boche's Texas Rangers in the World Series. Scrabia. uh dug this up a little earlier, but the Rangers will have the home field for the World Series, so it'll get underway in Texas on Friday night. The Rangers may want to turn down the home field advantage, being as they are 8-0 and on the road in the playoffs this year. But uh, the reason they'll get the home field advantage, believe it or not, if the Phillies play the Rangers in the World Series, those two teams actually played the opening series of the year against That's each crazy. other. All the way back in March, first three games were played between Philadelphia and Texas. Texas swept that series. Uh, As little as that will have to do with the fact that they could end up having a rematch in the World Series, but that is why Texas would get the home field, because they and Philadelphia both had the same record. The tiebreaker would go to the Rangers, and the Rangers would have home field over Arizona simply because they had a better record. Although Arizona took three of four from Texas during the regular season. So those are some of those numbers. Uh, The big news in San Diego, of course, if you're just tuning in, uh, it's the same news as we had yesterday, only it's more confirmed. Uh, Bob Melvin will indeed become the manager of the San Francisco Giants. All reports are saying that. It has not yet been made 100% official, but... It's about as official as it can be without it being official. So uh, Padres are in search now of a manager. Mike Schilt is the leading candidate. That, according to Kevin Acey's story in the San Diego Union-Tribune. Padres, according to me and according to many others listening to this program who have agreed with me, uh, need to get out in front of this now. I mean, they've got to come out. They, they, we need to hear from AJ Preller, whether it's Peter Seidler, whether it's somebody. But um, I think the fan base, I think, you know, the people in this town own, are owed an explanation as to how it was and why it was that the Padres allowed Bob Melvin to leave. And it wouldn't hurt to name your new manager pretty soon either, because the longer that goes, then the longer this whole crazy notion of dysfunction goes, so yeah.
4: we're just we're stuck in a a cloud of uncertainty right now. Until, That's right. Until
3: they speak on it, and yeah,
4: once the Padres do, we'll, we'll have a better direction in which way we go from here. Will they have a manager? Whenever it is they speak, I, I don't know, but I think Chris is right. I mean, if can you imagine a press conference or uh, Zoom or whatever it is? having to deal with the type of questions you'll have to answer if there is no manager at
3: that point. Right. You're better off having somebody sitting next to you so that they can be directed some questions as well. I want to remind everybody, Tony, real quick, this year you can beat the Halloween rush. Smart and Final has everything you need for a spooky season at prices that are anything but scary. Use promo code 3FREE. That's the number 3FREE. The number three, then free. All one word, and you get free delivery on your next three orders of forty-five dollars or more. That's smart. And final, uh, we will have our visit with Marcus McNeil coming up in this hour to uh, recap Week Seven of the National
0: Football League. Uh, see, so let's wait. yeah. So, yeah I, I was I was chatting with people on YouTube, but. You were saying that you think if whenever they do have an announcement, Mm -hmm. they're going to most likely have. He said they should. I think they should be announcing their
3: manager just to take away some of the sting of having to sit there and answer questions as to how this all, how we got to here. Yeah. Because right now, that's all anybody's thinking is why are we and how did we get where we are? At least if you're introducing a manager, somebody will say, hey, Why'd you hire that guy? Right, At least yeah. that's another question that'll be asked. It'll be a deflecting mechanism, but uh, I, I think you know the Padres. They got to be. They got to be thinking of getting in front of the sooner rather than later.
0: Well, we've been talking about this all season long that this this offseason is going to be really important. Blake Snell is most likely gone. Josh Hader's most likely gone, and now they just have to add another thing to it, which is to find a manager of the team. I don't. I really don't get this move. I, I and I know that I'm not aware of everything that's happened, but you predicted it. I didn't predict it. <laughs> you wanted pre- it. You I want didn't predict want it either. <laughs> you wanted it. You predicted it. You All made it
3: happen. It's your fault, I, I just,
0: I just, it wasn't going to happen until you started getting out started the word that
4: in the atmosphere. That's right.
0: When I saw this this morning, it. it, it It just made me angry because I feel like there has been so much momentum going towards one way, and I know this season didn't really work out at all, but I was excited to see what happened next year. And I'm just not sure why the team is so okay with letting their manager interview with a team that's in division. And not to mention that this has already happened before. Can I ask you
4: something? Yeah. Does it it – does it really bother you that it's in the division? Like, yeah, it does. It does. Like, I mean, would it matter if he was outside the division? Wouldn't you still feel the same way?
0: It, well, I, I would and I wouldn't because you, if he was going to say the Red Sox, I don't feel like the Red Sox and the Padres are going to play each other for the World, T- World I mean, Series. You, let, okay, let me ask series.
4: you this: You think Bob Melvin is the difference maker for the San Francisco Giants with hmm. the roster
0: they have now? That's a far out question.
1: <laughs> That's- a, a uh, I
0: don't. I don't know that he will be the difference maker. <laughs> it's a what? It's a far out question. Like, Peace, brother. Like wow, that was a really good question. That just, I have thought about is, My point is, my
4: point is, it's probably less annoying. It's probably just like a cherry on top that he's going to the Giants versus anybody else. The, the history is pop- repeating itself. It's more of an issue that I would think
3: for History most people History will that- repeat itself if Bob Melvin goes to San Francisco and wins three <laughs> World Series. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't think I he's going to be around long enough to do that.
0: Is this something that's strange, or am I just making it too big of a deal that that they're they're going to hire someone from in I, the division? I think trading
4: a player in your division is a much bigger okay. thing than a manager. But, you know, that's the issue is that the the you, you, you the request that was put in for the Giants was accepted. That's the
0: issue.
3: That, but I'd like that to tells, know.
0: Sorry, that tells me one thing. The team, and I'm not speaking for the team, but the team thinks that Bob Melvin isn't the guy for them. And so they're willing to let Bob Melvin go somewhere else because they are interested in what he has to bring to the team. So they wanted to look elsewhere and they granted him permission to interview with the Giants. I, I just don't get it. Maybe. We we have to wait and t- to hear from
3: the organization
4: first.
0: Yeah.
3: You know what I wonder? I wonder how much—what is his name, Farhad? Farhan. Uh-huh. Farhan Zahidi? Yes. Okay. I wonder how much he and the Giants knew about what was going on behind the curtain with the Padres— the day they fired Gabe Kapler. Now I bring this up because Scraby, <laughs> in his conspiracy ways, said the day that was the, right after we left, wasn't it? Right, and but he said the day after the the day the Padres—I'm sorry, the Giants—fired Kapler, Scraby said something ridiculous like, oh, "Well, they, they only fired him because they know they right. can hire Bob Melvin." I and do I remember went, that show. Where are you coming up with this? But now they've actually hired Bob Melvin, or the reports are that they have. So, did the Giants? Did they know there was that big of a divide between the Padres and Bob Melvin to where they actually risked it by firing Gabe Kapler with a, Bob Melvin and mind? Dangerous risk. Yeah, I mean, could they? They could. Only somebody with the warped mind that Scraby has could have felt that that's really what
0: was happening. But as it turned out, that's the way it's worked out. My mind goes to the weird places. And so I think that's my role on this show (laughs) is that I throw things to the wall and some of them stick and most of them don't. Yeah, no, I,
4: you know, as I said, as we said to begin the show at, at some point, I'm sure the Padres will, will have this conversation, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's the following day, I don't know, but, um, I, my guess is that it will be sooner rather than later. So
0: I have a couple. Sorry, Chris. Go ahead.
3: No, I don't have.
4: It.
0: I was breathing. Okay. <laughs> I was breathing. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, I've seen a couple of a couple names on the list, like uh, Tony's former teammates, Nick Hundley, Will Venable. Uh, I've also seen Benji Gill. I'm getting Benji Gill a lot, someone that's uh, close to town here. I'm not familiar with Benji Gill, but what do you think? Um, he played locally yeah, in high school. And uh, went on and had
3: a nondescript all,
4: all, pro career. All good baseball people. The question is, it, what are you coveting in your next manager? Are you coveting... Um, Experience? Are you coveting youth? Are you coveting, you know, outside the... I don't know. I don't know what what it is that you're looking for. I think the last, what, four managers have covered probably every end of the spectrum in, in, in all of those. Whether, you know, it was Buddy, then it was Andy, then it was Jace, then it was Bo, right? Bo was after Jace, right?
0: Yes. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Correct. Yes.
0: It's sad that we have to think, though, about who was managing the team just three years ago.
4: Yeah. And so now you're trying to figure out, you know, what it is that they're looking for at this point.
3: Hopefully, we'll get some clarity soon because we need some clarity. And I'm speaking to the Padres on behalf of the fan base here in San Diego, which I think needs some answers. And needs them soon. Uh, We may have an answer to whether or not the Diamondbacks are going to give the Phillies a push here in Game 7 of the uh, NLCS right off the bat. Arizona's put runners at first and third with one out in the top of the first. So they are threatening. Meanwhile, the NBA game, Lakers, not happening yet. They're down to Denver 42-26 second quarter. We got a quick timeout as Corbin Carroll crosses home plate on a ground out. To give the Diamondbacks a one nothing lead. We'll check traffic on Gwyn and Chris.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Subscribe to 97.3 The Fan YouTube page. You can watch our show broadcast on YouTube Live or you can watch it after the show. is long over. Just go to YouTube and type in 97.3 The Fan. Currently, Diamondbacks up one nothing. Currently, my Lakers getting their butts kicked. Fifty four, forty one, four oh six in the second quarter. I had to be calmed down by Chris Ello because I was already punching the that. air. <laughs> <laughs> after watching uh Denver have three extra possessions on...
3: <laughs> you look like a coach. You look like Darvin Ham. You know who's got some good stuff as this rookie for Arizona. I, I know he was terrible against the Padres this year, at least in one of the starts. I, and I know he got off to... I think he was 0-7 or 0-8 at one point. But he just threw a, uh, a split-finger pitch to uh, Schwarber on a 3-2. Struck him out. And I mean, Schwarber didn't really stand a chance against it. And We've seen Schwarber hit balls over the moon against everybody, but this kid's got some pretty good stuff. I, I'm glad you said that because I,
4: I think back to uh, some of the comments because he pitched well against the Padres the second time after. Yes, he did. And you know. I remember all the comments like, he let this fat kid come in. And I mean, he was their number one guy outside of Carroll, uh, he was their number one pitching guy. Yeah. And what you're seeing is him coming into his own. He, he doing it at the postseason level, which I always feel like can has the potential to catapult you the next regular season. Because if you could pitch on this stage with these type with these type of eyeballs on you, can you imagine right. what you can do now with the confidence of
3: that going into a regular season? I was. Uh, this is how why I'm really dumb and why I don't win any fantasy leagues anymore. He was traded to me in our fantasy league, as a throw-in in a trade in, like, May. He was 0-7, had an ERA of, like, 9. And I'm like, why? I mean, I needed the trade for whoever the, guy, the, other, the other players that was? were involved. So I took him, and I immediately released him. I'm mm. like, I don't need this guy. Designated now I'm looking him. at him pitch, I'm like, I'm so stupid. As soon as you got on
4: your roster, you designated him for a sign. Yeah, I got rid D- of him
3: immediately. media F- Man. Well, what do I want a
4: guy that's 0-9 with an ERA you, you, of 7? You know what I remember about Brandon Fott was <laughs> that the first spring training game, we went over to Talking Stick, and he was pitching. And I remember their media guys coming in and like, hey, this this guy's supposed to be one of, the, one of our guys. And I remember watching him pitch, and the ball was just coming out hot. Now, he only pitched an inning or so in that game, but he walked away feeling like, oh, that dude's pretty good. So then when we saw him in the regular season... I was like, oh, this, and then he wasn't, and then you hear it, he wasn't pitching well, he was struggling. Yeah. He's apparently figured it out at the right time.
3: Yes, he was 3-9 and nine for the season total with a 5.72 Ooh. ERA, and he's got Bryce Harper right now swinging and missing at a curveball by three feet.
4: You, you, and you can't tell me that pressure doesn't start, because we've seen Schwarber and Harp swing at balls that I don't know that they've swung at all all playoffs.
3: No. I mean, these guys, nobody can get them out. Yeah. And Fott's making them you know, look pretty mortal right now. So we'll see if he can keep it up. Keep it up. He's got a long way to go. Long, long
4: way to go. That's great. What we got going on in the chat over there, man?
0: Oh, if you would like to know, I will check in with the chat. Uh, someone said that we have the best chemistry they've ever heard on the radio. Yeah, and thank, thank you for that. Thank you very much. Uh, basically, what I'm seeing in the <laughs> chat... <laughs> Sounded like
3: you know who says that. What? Mister Leitner says that. Thank you, thank you very much. Yes, he does. That's a that's that's for you, Uncle Teddy. Um,
4: that's all you got. He huh? just
3: struck out Harper, and Harper missed the curveball again by three feet. And, and that just can tell that tells me all I need to know because if you're striking out Bryce Harper in this situation by three feet, that's some pretty nasty. Stuff. You're One right, nothing some, after an inning.
0: I have someone. They say Jock Peterson for Bob Melvin. Move Fernando to center field. Let's go. No. Well, Jock that what? is a Jock Peterson. Oh, they want they want well, the Giants to give them something. Well, that is a part of the thing that's going to possibly happen is that the Giants may have to give compensation back to the Padres because Bob Melvin is under contract with the Padres. Isn't that what happened when he came from the A's? Is like
3: I think you're right. Actually, it's great. I think there might have to be some compensation there. A
0: trade of a manager. Maybe so. Maybe Jock Peterson. I don't like the idea of moving Fernando to center field. Goal. I don't either. He don't. doesn't even want to play center field, he said. Well, he yeah. wants to play center field, but I he said he's th- better suited at rugby. right. Who are you going to put in right? Jock Peterson? I think that's You've where they're going with that. Have seen him field recently? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, yeah. I said, have you seen him field recently? <laughs> I, I have not, but I'm assuming he's not you know, very good have, at right You haven't field. seen him field the a lot.
3: Yeah, it's not his strength. Yeah, no. So. I, leave Fernando alone.
4: He's about to win a gold glove. We don't need to move him to center field.
0: You know, I'm just seeing a lot of um, very disappointed Padres fans. And they rightfully so. Very disappointed, as in, like, some of them are mad at Peter Seidler for not fixing this. Some of them are mad at AJ, and some of them are mad at Bob. So there's plenty of blame I, going around. I'm sure around. there's
4: going to be buckets or pockets of different folks that feel different ways towards different people. I think that's that's inevitable. But, um, and, and listen, this is this will continue until... Uh, the Padres end up due speaking, uh, and I can't imagine that. I I, I can't I reiterate. I don't know anything, but I can't imagine it goes beyond the next 24, 48 hours. I just can't.
3: I got my first criticism of uh, Anthony Davis for the year. It won't be the last. What, what you got for my man, AD? He's played 16 minutes, has 17 points so far. No rebounds. One. Mm. Come I, on. I think I saw it, too. He's like nine feet tall. Get in there and grab the
4: ball. These guys, the big man hang out on the perimeter now, man. No, they're, not, right. they're not hanging out in the paint very often.
3: You don't see Jokic with one rebound. He's got seven. Here's what I will say about AD.
4: I'm okay him not having the round of rebounds he had as long as he's being the deterrent on defense that we saw him be at the end of last year where... He, he was blocking, blocking shots. Everything. He was altering stuff. Yeah,
3: that makes a huge difference. So yeah, I agree. One rebound doesn't always tell the story. It just doesn't look very <laughs> doesn't no, look good a, in a box score.
1: It looks, you know? it looks a looks kind nice. of paltry for a guy <laughs> his size.
0: I also have another question from Ben. I believe this is the Ben that listens and tweets with us all the time. But what he up, said, um, "What's what's good, guys? Sucks with the Bo mail situation. Would there be a chance to get Craig Council from the Brewers? Now, See, here's the thing."
4: Anybody that, um, like that, Craig Council, a Dusty Baker, that's all going to have to wait until after the World Series. Mm, yes. Like those those type of news. First of all, it, Giants are lucky they got this out of the way now, or that this because what the one, Major League Baseball can't stand is for news to be dropped during the World Series. They hate it. It's like a. It's one of their biggest pet peeves. That's why <laughs> things happen right before, and then there's usually no news until after the World Series.
3: Yeah, that's a, that. It's bad form.
4: Yeah. And so, so I think ultimately, if it if it is a move like that, that we won't know for even longer. So, you know, if 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 you are in the camp of wanting a council or a, somebody who is still technically currently under contract, you're going to have to wait a little bit before you have an answer on that. Now, if it is what kind of in terms of Mike Schill or, or Ryan Flaherty, I would surmise that that answer can come a lot faster. So
0: we'll wait there's, and see. There's also a comment from Brianna, I believe, saying that if... Wait, who? Rihanna Bri- no. oh. <laughs> Brianna. Oh, uh, Brianna. I believe that... Just the comment Ella, was, I was thinking Ella.
4: the same thing.
0: If <laughs> if Ryan Flaherty is a good managerial candidate, why have we not heard about his name throughout the league? Uh, I don't know that that's true. Uh, we y- you typically don't hear who's
4: been interviewed unless it's been like a bunch of different times, or your team is one of the teams that has interviewed him. Um, but you talk to many people around the game of baseball, they'll tell you that Ryan Flaherty is a manager to be now is he the manager to be for the Padres is it the right fit I, I don't know that um but I don't know that just because you haven't heard his name mentioned doesn't mean he's not a, a, a real candidate
0: anything else great uh no now that we're answering questions they're I, coming in they're coming people in are starting about, to bring them in some of them are about burritos and uh
3: that's my guy
0: Um, Don't start bringing up food a half an hour before the show's
4: over. We're not going to make it. You said burritos, and then you distracted me with Will Venable. That was a good play right there, because I'd have talked about burritos. I
0: didn't hear Will
3: Venable. (laughs) I just
0: heard burritos. Carne asada uh, burrito. Let's get to
4: break. When we come back, uh, where are we going? Marcus McNeil. It's Marcus McNeil. More Gwyn and Chris.
3: Final segment of Gwyn and Chris for a Tuesday. 5.37 is the time. Chris, hello. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby wrapping things up from the Odyssey Palace Studios. Marcus McNeil to uh, give us a uh, look-see week seven into the National Football League uh, in the entertaining and fun way that only Marcus can. That is coming up shortly. First, an update. Arizona won. Philadelphia Phillies, nothing. Phillies coming up in the bottom of the second inning. Brandon Fought looked good in the first inning, boy. He struck out both Schwarber Uh-oh! and Harper. But before I could get those words out of my mouth, Bohm just took him deep on the first pitch of the second inning. Alex Bohm. That's Bohm. Alex Bohm.
4: <laughs> I like that.
3: One one. Bohm. Now Philadelphia ties it up right away to start the second inning.
4: First pitch, little fastball that ran in. Inner half, He didn't want it there. He wanted it away, and he gone.
3: He gone. So they're tied at one now in Game 7. World Series berth is on the line. A lot less is on the line in the opening night of the NBA season, but it's still fun nonetheless. The Lakers, down by as many as 16, have closed to within nine at the half. Yay. It is Denver. Yeah, Tony's pretty excited Yay. by that. Yay. Denver 63, Lakers 54. Uh, Anthony Davis leads the Lakers 17 points, but as I pointed out, just one measly rebound. Uh, LeBron James has 10 points, five rebounds. What's and that's new? like, that, that adds to his streak, by the way, of having double figures and scoring every game for the last 27 seasons. <laughs> I mean, you He's just amazing, still man. think there'd be one night he'd score seven points. It hasn't happened in, Eons, you can't. That you, he's been under double digits.
4: The dude so. is. The dude is. He's one of one.
3: Yeah, he is. Uh, he truly he really is. is. Uh, Jokic is leading Denver, which is no surprise. Nineteen points, nine rebounds already for Jokic. Nuggets just, shot fifty percent. Lakers forty five percent in the first half.
4: Jokic might do kind of the same stuff Moses Malone used to do,
0: like tip tap, it up there tip, and miss tap, it on purpose. Tap, yeah, just keep missing. Yeah,
3: Moses it, would get six rebounds it. in one possession. Tapping it back up and uh, back and forth.
0: Tapping,
3: tapping, tapping. Jokic, uh, Jamal Murray tapping. has eight points Wave for, uh, tap, tap, for tap, Denver. Tap, tap, I think the Lakers wish they had Contavious Caldwell-Pope back. Yes. Looked really good when he's been with the Nuggets. Got nine tonight. All right, so there's your update on that. Uh, Bob Melvin is still not official, right? There's been no official announcement from the Giants on the uh, hiring of Bob Melvin, which has been reported by sources all over baseball. But uh, nothing official. We thought we might hear something this evening. That has not come to pass. So we will uh, you know, kind of wait along with the rest of you on that and uh, kind of surmise what the Padres may or may not do in response to the potential hiring of Melvin by the Giants. In the meantime, let's check you some traffic, get you home. And uh, for the rest of your ride home, here's our visit with Marcus McNeil.
1: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And it is time for our
3: weekly visit with former All-Pro Marcus McNeil, then of the San Diego Chargers, now with us on Gwyn and Chris to break down... The week that was in the National Football League. Marcus, how you doing today, my man?
2: Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm feeling fat after this little workout I did, though.
3: Oh, oh. Ah, that's, it's always good to get a workout in. Get your sweat on.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, so, I'm sweating. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, the 49ers are all of a sudden sweating, Marcus. I mean, after a perfect start to the season and everybody kind of anointing them as the team, I think it was surprising to lose to one game to Cleveland, but very surprising that they would lose last night. They did have McCaffrey back in the lineup, but uh, their vaunted defense gave up over 450 yards. Is it possible that a defense just has a really bad game like that?
2: Yeah, I wasn't expecting the 49ers defense to have a game like that, especially with Greenwall and, and, and Warner in the game. Those are the guys who are the, 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 the heart and soul of that defense. For them to give up that many yards, I wasn't expecting it. But without Justin Jefferson in the game, I don't think they were planning on some of those other wide receivers that have big games like that.
4: Marcus, uh, I mean, yesterday was the first test for Brock Purdy in terms of uh, a team taking away his best weapon and not having some of his other weapons. Could he put the Niners on his back and and carry them to a victory? Uh, He couldn't do it. And the Vikings aren't, you know one of the best defenses in all of football, yet he he looked – this was one of the first times – I'll give the Cleveland game a pass because of how good that defense is. This is the first time he looked normal.
2: Oh, he definitely looked normal yesterday, uh, average at best, Yeah. you know. I'm telling you, uh, that last interception was just kind of demoralizing. Just to watch him – you know, you guys got a chance – I think they missed a field goal right there at the end. So it's like, oh, man, we got a chance to go down here and actually win this game, you know. And and then for you to be driving down the field and, and throw an interception like that, that, that hurt right there. I guarantee you that hurt him a lot. But, I mean, he he seemed composed and he didn't look too rattled. But those interceptions were just, you know, just unbeatable.
3: Well, there are now questions about the 49ers, but not as many questions as there are about the suddenly beatable Buffalo Bills, another team that was anointed a few weeks ago as being Super Bowl bound. Since then, they've lost to the Jaguars, had a very unimpressive win over the Giants, and then inexplicably lose to the Patriots, a team that was a complete mess going into that game. They've got some injuries on defense, Buffalo does, so I understand that. But Josh Allen and that offense does not look like it's in complete tune right now, Marcus.
2: No, no, they don't look like they're in tune at all, i tell you, Chris. But I will tell you, one person is sitting around cheesing today, and that's Bill Belichick. I (laughs) promise you, he was sitting there telling everybody around the league to put some respect on his name because... I think that we were just looking at New England kind of being that team that, you know, yeah, y'all had the dynasty, but you're back to average. And he he came out there, you know, they had a, a solid game plan to go against, and we all know Belichick is a defensive-minded coach, and I think he prided himself in beating the Bills on Sunday.
4: You know, with that being said, the, the defense is missing two big pieces. The, the, they're, they're missing their best corner. They're missing their middle linebacker. Can they survive with those two guys out? I mean, if the offense is not going to be at its best, I think one of the things that they could lean on is that their defense was really good. They've, they, they haven't looked as good the past couple of weeks.
2: No, nah, they, they haven't looked good at all the past few weeks, uh, to be honest. Uh, they, they just – I mean, if you just watch the way that, you know, on both sides of the ball you're, you're missing guys – but then you, you watch that tackle J.C. Jackson made going into with Stefan Diggs. Like, that's why we got you out of L.A. You know, <laughs> the- and then on the other side, you know, with the Bills, you're always looking for Von Miller to put that pass rush on. And, and you know, I'm just ready to see those guys step up and be the big-time players that I'm used to seeing them be.
3: Philadelphia Eagles look pretty good again on Sunday night. They beat Miami in a, you know, pretty good game between two pretty good teams. But – The one thing everybody's talking about after that game and everybody has been talking about is the, is the quarterback sneak play that the Eagles are running with Jalen Hurts. And I I just want your opinion of it as a former offensive lineman. Uh, do you like this play? Do you think they should outlaw this play? I mean, both Tony and I think they got to keep it in because not every team can do it. I mean, the Eagles are doing something that no other team can do. And what a luxury it is to be able to automatically gain one or two yards whenever you need it.
2: Absolutely. Come on now. I love the play. I hate the name, though. Come on now. The Tush Push. (laughs) 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 Can y'all come up with a softer name for such a hard down where you got to, you know, get in there and get that one yard. We all know how hard it is to get one yard. Y'all going to call it the Tush Push? Come on, now. Love the play. I absolutely hate the Niners.
4: Marcus, it feels like the last, I don't know, three weeks, we've we've talked about the Eagles being the best team. We've talked about the Niners. It feels like we just continue to overlook the Kansas City Chiefs and and what they continue to do year in, year out. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, these guys just continue to play at a very high level. Is 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 the is it them and everybody else at this point?
2: Uh, I, I don't think that we overlooked them. I think Taylor Swift stepped into the picture, yeah, right? Like, I think everybody stopped talking about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey unless you were talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they've been dominant in the AFC West uh, – for, for years now, they've been dominant in the NFL, always a top-five team. they got a great defense, Chris Jones up the up front. And then they, they it doesn't matter who you put with Mahomes. He just makes weapons out of them. Now he has Pacheco looking good. Travis Kelsey always looks unstoppable. So the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I think if we are honest with ourselves, the Chiefs are the team to beat every year coming in because yeah. they've been the most consistent.
3: I think it's a great line that uh, Patrick Mahomes makes a weapon out of everybody, and that's true because they just keep bringing in different receivers, and every one of them look like they can make plays when they're playing with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, They beat the Chargers on Sunday, your old team, and I I looked at some of the odds. They're saying that the coach most likely to be fired right now in the NFL is Brandon Staley. We have talked about this in the past. Uh, he's a defensive-minded coach, but his team can't play defense. Uh, are the Chargers and that coach in a situation now where they better prove something soon?
2: Yeah, they absolutely got to prove something soon. You know, uh, they're they're becoming the laughing stock of the NFL, and I hate it because that's my team. You know, I didn't play for anybody else, so I, I'm always rooting for them. You know, whenever I'm watching them play. But, you know, some of the calls, they're not going right. Uh, to be honest, what I'm hearing is, is like, I hear he's Justin Herbert's guy. They have a real close relationship, so I'm pretty sure with a franchise quarterback like that, they're trying to make it work. But I guarantee you his hot seat has to be the hottest right now of all the coaches, or at least one of the three hottest of all the coaches in the NFL right now.
4: It's, it's, it's really, I think, quiet for considering how bad they've looked defensively the type of games they've lost uh and and even for justin herbert uh, i think a little bit like of all the quarterbacks in the league i think he probably gets the biggest pass week in and week out when this when his ball club loses why do you think that is
2: I mean, if you could sling a ball 80 yards, I think you get a pass every once in a while. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think they, I think he has such a big arm, and we're impressed with his throw so much that I don't think people are paying attention to like the leadership ability that it takes to be a quarterback as well. Uh, I always – establish a quarterback as a general on the field. So that's what I want to see that guy. When I look in your eyes, I know if you have one more chance to get us to the end zone, you're going to march us down there. So a lot of that falls on him. Uh, He's still a fairly young quarterback, you know, uh, And we can't blame him for everything. He's been in almost, what, three different systems, three different offensive systems since he's been there already. And that's just tough on a quarterback to, you know, have to learn that many different systems, especially coming straight from college and you're not a veteran.
3: I want to ask you about the Lions and the Ravens game because this was supposed to be a really terrific matchup. I think everyone was looking forward to it. The Lions have taken some great strides. They look like a team to be contended with. And then you look up and it's thirty-five to nothing in the third quarter, and Lamar Jackson is throwing to Mark Andrews and running through the Lions, and Jared Goff can't complete a pass. I mean, how does that happen on a Sunday? I'm sure it, it happened to the Chargers when you were playing just a, a, a game where nothing is going your way, and you just can't seem to change it.
2: I ain't never looked at the scoreboard in the 35s either. <laughs> we, 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 hey, y'all better get out there and bite somebody' ankle if you got to. It ain't, we ain't going out like that. But you're absolutely right. I don't think that anybody was expecting for the Ravens to jump on the lines like that. Uh, but Jared Goff kind of looked similar to the reason why I didn't like him as much as the Rams. Like, you know. He was making some plays. I I can think about him making that underhand uh, ground and play when it's like, what are you thinking about right here? You know, and it's just like that just came to fruition. But then Lamar Jackson, who's such a dynamic player, I think that he gets under overlooked a lot of times. So he rides under the radar for, for the most part and teams step up. And then all of a sudden you see the Ravens blowing people out. And now we have to bring them in the conversation for one of the best teams.
3: Well, one of the best NFL guys that we get to talk to week in and week out, it is Marcus McNeil, the big fan of the Tush Push.
2: (laughs) I'm not not, not co-signing on that Charmin, okay? That's too soft for me.
3: (laughs) Hey, Marcus, we'll try to make it a little stronger next time we'll talk to you. Appreciate the the outing this week and uh, look forward to next week. Thanks for everything, as always.
2: All right, Chris. All right, Tony. Ice right, Graves, man. Y'all have a great week.
3: There he goes, Marcus McNeil. Uh, next time we have Marcus on, remind me, Tony, uh, I got to ask him if he knows Barkley. They both went to oh, Auburn. Oh, the Auburn of course. boys. And uh, listening to Marcus McNeil talk, got that? he really sounds a lot like Barkley. I mean, it's not an exact replica voice, but, you know, they're very similar in the way they deliver their... Deep southern Their their message, yeah. Barkley, I heard him earlier tonight. You were playing a clip on your phone of him talking about these NBA players and the fact that they need to play games and talking about how... um, I I can't repeat it because I would not do it justice. (laughs) It's just so funny to hear Barkley talk. I, I miss that guy. I miss he and Shaq, and I miss Ernie, and... That's maybe one of the better things about the NBA regular it, season is watching those guys do their TNT thing every night. It's
4: still the best
3: TV we got going.
4: It Consistently. is so good. Once a week we get or twice a week we get them. And
0: Kenny. Oh yeah, Kenny too, yeah. Kenny Shaq. Oh my gosh, Chuck, they showed Kenny EJ, trying to run in the desert. Dog, he is, it oh, was <laughs> so funny.
4: <laughs> First of all, if you if you haven't watched, Kenny is like I don't know how he played basketball. As he, he looks as, so out on athletic need as he is
3: running towards. He the, was Michael Jordan's. No, was he? The he was after guard? Michael. After Michael, he okay. was after Michael. And yeah. he was very good at North yeah. Carolina. No, nah, he's a dunk champion, and he won the NBA title with the Rockets yeah. too. So, pretty good player, point guard. He didn't. Can't they didn't win anymore, because because he, he couldn't play. Shaq won his titles. I'm sure they let Barkley know about that all the time. They do. They, yeah, they poor, definitely. Poor Chuck not get that. any titles. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm amazed at how athletic Barkley looked out on the floor in all the highlights. I mean, because I remember watching him when I watched him, and I always thought he was kind of a heavy what set player. What was his player. nickname? The round mound. The of rebound. round mound of yeah. rebound. <laughs> but but I mean, you look at him back then in those highlights from the early '90s. Barkley was built. I mean, he well, let was. Let me tell you, not only was
4: Barkley built. And was like an actual bull running on. But he had like springs like he would oh, yeah. elevate. And I remember him snatching a like blocking a shot, but actually blocking it, just kind of cuffing it out of the air and coming back down on the floor. He was an exceptional athlete. And mind you, he did that all at probably the size of 6'5", 6'6". Yeah,
0: maybe 6'6". Maybe he was maybe short six, for NBA terms.
3: Yeah, but Remind me to ask uh, Marcus what he knows about Barkley, because I, I bet he's got a funny story or three. <laughs> all right, that's going to wrap things up for us. Uh, final check of the scores. Arizona 1, Philadelphia 1. Philly's coming to bat in the bottom of the third. Denver by eight over the Lakers, 6658 just Whoa. underway in the third. Tony will go home and watch the Lakers rally to win. Yes. And he'll be in an excellent mood tomorrow when we reconvene at 2 o'clock. Buster only, among others, will be on the show tomorrow from ESPN. So make sure you're not late for Tony, Scraby, Chrisello here. Good night.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.